And I shoot my shot and stuck on wild where it's going in. Cross niggas like Bubba Chuck, I never gave a fuck. Hook shot a hole like Kareem, but I never lead a fuck. I hit that Janobi with my left hand all like, woo! Bitch, you weren't with me shooting in the gym. Wrong nights, I perform like Mike. Anyone, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson, action. James Harden with the range on me, nigga, way back. Michael Jordan, 1985, bitch, I travel with a cocaine search. And you can live through anything if magic made it. No more parties in LA. Please, baby, no more parties in LA. What up, my fellow Knicks fans? This is your guy, Marcellus Ease, and don't panic quite yet. Now, our beloved Knicks are almost at the finish line, but before we get there, we gotta take a look at the next matchup that we have against the Los Angeles Lakers, particularly King Julius and his ongoing issues with the Lakers because the way he exited that team in 2018 will have an effect on how much he can re-up with the Knicks for in his contract negotiations this summer. You see, Randall being a seven-year vet especially with the performance that he had this season, under normal circumstances, he would be eligible for a Supermax extension this summer. But because LeBron had chose to go to LA and it kind of changed plans and changed the Lakers course on how they were gonna structure their team, as a result, Randall was allowed by Magic Johnson to hit restricted free agency and just walk off and sign with another team, thus forfeiting any type of supermax extensions that he would qualify for in his seventh year so as of right now instead of randall being eligible to get a five-year extension for about 200 million dollars guaranteed the deal the knicks could offer him this summer would be around five years from anywhere to 100 million dollars to 140 million dollars with over 100 million dollars guaranteed the rest of the money will be based off of bonuses and incentives but yo there's always a but Here's another thing that he could do. He could wait until next season, have another all-star performance like this season, bet on himself, and he can re-up with the Knicks during the summer of 2022, and he can make anywhere from 80 million to another 100 million on top of what he could get this summer. So that's just the financial side of LeBron making the decision to go to LA and how it costs other players money. See, we never tend to look at it this way. But Randall's gonna have to bet on himself for another year in order to re-up for the Supermax dollars that he should have earned in year seven after having a great performance, which is this year. You know, it's crazy just looking at how Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell are in their fourth year of their rookie deals, but yet their extensions, because they stayed on the same teams, were both for five years, $195 million. And once again, I repeat, these guys are fourth year players and they got five years, $195 million. Meanwhile, Randall, being a seventh year guy, only qualifies from anywhere to 100 to $140 million. That's because of bonuses and incentives. Only $100 million guaranteed. And these guys have $195 million guaranteed as four year players. So you see the difference. So once again, we're seeing the financial side of when a mega star like LeBron James makes the decision to go on a team like the Lakers 
that were kind of in the middle of a rebuilding process in which they drafted certain guys and guys began to have certain expectations of what their future was going to be with the team. So when organizations make transitional shifts like this, it tends to cost players a lot. And with the great season Randall has had this year, we're going to see the effects of that this summer, especially when he's proven and, and has had peak performance. And now it's time for him to pretty much cash in. But Randall also has other issues with the Lakers. That's not just financial. It's also personal. In his four years with the Lakers, there was a lot of dysfunction, no direction, and there was really nothing in place to set him up for future success. Remember, these were the last few years of Kobe being on the Lakers. The Bus family was dealing with the father passing away and passing the team on to the daughter. And the son was supposed to be the GM, but he didn't do such a good job. They had no direction. They hired Brian Scott as a coach, and he has major issues giving young guys minutes. He kind of gave all the rookies from D'Angelo Russell to Jordan Clarkson to Randall to Lance Jr. He gave them all about 25 minutes a game for like two seasons straight. It was weird. It's like he couldn't make a decision. And when they ended up firing him, he said that had he known he was supposed to win games, he would have never played the young guys. That's one thing I never understood with his hire. He does not like to play young guys, but all they had on the team was young guys besides Kobe. It shows you right there that they really had no direction. I mean, they had a stretch where they could even land any serious meetings with big time free agents. Once again, the Los Angeles Lakers had a stretch where they could not land any meetings with big time free agents. That shit is crazy. But going back to Randall, I mean, just from his rookie year, getting hurt, playing the first 14 minutes of the season and just being out for the remainder of the year, then coming back for your second season, which is really your first season, and having the Kobe send-off year, where every game was about Kobe, everything ran through Kobe, and it was impossible for any rookie or young player to develop within that frame. Then they go from that to Luke Walton in 2016, in which he actually started decreasing Randall's role within the team. They had Randall coming off the bench as a backup center for Brooke Lopez and Andrew Bogut. And they also slid Larry Nance Jr. at the starting power forward position. I mean, looking back now, Luke Walton definitely has a major issue playing certain archetypes of power forwards. Because if you look at even right now with Sacramento, the issues that he's having with Marvin Bagley, he got his pops even tweeting out, what the hell's Luke Walton doing? He has major issues playing with those type of power forwards. Guys who seem kind of strong, and they don't really have their three-point shot going yet. He has major issues playing those type of players. And that's pretty much how Randall was back in the day. His three-point shot isn't like how it is now. But going back to Randall dealing with Luke Walton, there was a stretch where Larry Nance Jr., the starting power forward for the Lakers, had broke his hand. And Luke Walton opted out to play Kyle Kuzma at power forward instead of Randall. And he just kept feeding Randall the ball down low in the post, had him coming off the bench, playing 18 minutes a game on Randall's contract year. I mean, they were basically telling Randall they didn't need him anymore. But the funny thing is that Randall was still killing it in the 18 minutes that he was playing. And in the games that he did start, he averaged about 18 points a game and nine rebounds. So definitely Laker fans were definitely seeing flashes of what Randall could be. 
but once again luke walton he did not use them correct and on the knicks right now we see the effective way that julius randall could be used because tips this season has allowed randall to handle the ball at the top of the key and kind of initiate some offense and get things going and the results for the most part has been more than positive his efficiency is up as we've seen he developed a three-point shot and he's one of the league leaders in isolation plays but going back to the luke walton and randall issue sometimes some coaches stray guys way too far away from their game but it also could have been a timing issue but either way those two guys were operating in two different frequencies and in la around 2018 it just wasn't the players and the coaches operating in different frequencies it was even with management as magic johnson took over and he was on a completely different frequency as he was trying to clear up two max slots to get key guys to come to the lakers Kawhi leonard at the time let it be known that he wanted a trade so the lakers were trying to get him and also paul george was going to be a free agent that summer so in randall's final season the lakers priority was pretty much to make sure that there was cap room for at least two max slots they needed about 65 million dollars more in cap space to make that happen so they got rid of zubats thomas bryan they had luol dang sitting on the books i mean they could have definitely kept randall and still hit their cap space goal of 65 million all they would have had to do was attach a draft pick to luol dang but they decided not to do it i guess randall wasn't that important because his cap hit had they give him a qualifying offer would have only been 12.5 million dollars it's nothing crazy but yet they let randall just walk fast forward to this season we're seeing how all these things from the past are playing out now as the knicks and julius randall have a number of options of how they're going to work out this next deal as the knicks do have the team option on randall to pick him up for next season but they also at the same time could extend him this summer but if Randall wants to bet on himself and wait it out till next summer in which he can get more money, then that could be a possibility for him. Or maybe him and the Knicks could meet in a middle ground and maybe negotiate a short-term deal in which they could renegotiate for even a higher amount on a future date, which give both parties more time, more room, more flexibility to make a decision if that relationship is going to work out long-term. And also that Gordon Hayward, man, that Gordon Hayward extension, just him getting that four years, $120 million deal from Jordan, it got to open up other guys' eyes like, wow, that injury prone player got a four year, $120 million deal. I'm out here playing every single night and I'm doing more than him. I got to be worth way more than that. It's almost like the same way the marketplace changed when they saw that a team got three first round draft picks for Drew Holiday. You could imagine what the Houston Rockets were thinking. Oh, when we trade James Harden, we're going to get seven first round draft picks. They gave up three for Drew. We got a guy that's worth like four Drew holidays. So it's almost the same thing that's playing out here that Randall got to look at himself as like, wow, I'm worth way more than Gordon Hayward. He's always injured. How does he get four years, 120 mil? Can you imagine what I'm worth? So the standards of the marketplace have definitely just been bumped up to a whole nother level and we sort of got to respect that now because best believe guys are going to be asking is julius randall really worth that money and certain people are going to feel a certain way about how much a guy is worth but it's the marketplace that dictates what they're worth you really got to stay in tune with that that shit is hard but you really got to stay in tune with the marketplace what's going on within that sphere 
so it is what it is you guys check out the playlist page on the channel and check out other videos i do pertaining to things that's going on around the league and also in the description check out the pan nick discord chat definitely be great to chop it up with you guys definitely hit it up and until next time you guys stay safe peace